You're listening to Autism Approved Radio, where we bring hope and help into your home. Hi, everyone. Greetings, and welcome to Ron and Kristen bringing hope into your homes. We have another great show for you. That I know it shocks you every time Kristen says that, but I don't want you to be shocked. We really do have a great show for you. And, you know, we're excited here to be on Autism Approved Radio. We are. We are. And we are talking today about diet, digestion, and sensory integration. Okay? And this is an important subject because they all are actually interrelated in some ways you might not realize. Uh, so we're going to talk about that later. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the argument, argument of the day. Yes, indeedy, Mr. McCready. Now, what we are going to do here is ask a very simple question, Kristen. You tell us what you think. Um, is it ever okay? I'm talking about a romantic relationship, by the way, when I use the word relationship in this sentence. Um, is it ever okay to lie in a relationship? Depends on the circumstance, but I will say, for the most part, no, but yes. For the most part, no, but yes. That's That, that clears the whole issue up for me. Um, what does that mean? How, how, um, when is the yes? Okay, so for example, your girlfriend looks at you and says, Honey, do you look fat in this? Yeah, see, the correct answer... So you want to lie there. Oh, are you guys running late already and this is the only dress that she has? And she might be 10 pounds overweight? The answer is, you are beautiful to me. You are gorgeous. But that's not... Hold on. You are beautiful to me or, is not a lie. Or, or you look beautiful. Because you should look beautiful anyways. But however, do I look fat in this? You do not say yes. No. Never, never, never. Wait, no matter what? No matter what. You only tell her she looks Why fat Why is she after, asking you? No, she only told her that she might have been a little chunkalicious. Like, after she went on a diet and lost the 15 pounds, right? Then you say... Oh, that's great. That builds trust in the relationship. No! Like, no, you've been lying to her. Because she's not going to be able to, like, focus. She's not going to have a good time. She's going to think the only... She's asking because she wants to know whether to possibly well, wear something different. She may not have anything different. How many women out there actually have a second dress that they that already went out and bought the first dress? If they had a first dress, they would never have bought the second dress. Kristen, then why is she asking? Because she just wants to have reassurance from her man. And he says, no. I'm just saying, men... Just trust me on this. Okay, so just to be clear, that's the only thing, or is there other things? Oh, no, 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 no. There's more. So, um, another thing, uh, let's say that, um, okay, your significant other really, really tried really hard to get you something special for an anniversary or something, and really went out of their way, and really put a lot of thought into it, and maybe they even cooked you a meal, and maybe the meal wasn't all that great, you know? And I know because I'm not the best cook, right? But, like, when they say, honey, do you like it? Your answer should be, this is delicious. Why even have conversations, then, if we know how they're all going to turn out? First of all, are you, and also, let me ask you this. Are you saying that the kind of lies you support are the sort of little white lies to be polite? Yes. Are there any other kinds? No, I mean, I don't think you should lie about if, like, like a big thing, like if, if, like if you got in a car accident or like you had cheated on somebody or you like um, took mo- spent more money than you should, all that. What if you're mad at them and they say, honey, are you mad? Um, it depends on the situation. Let's say that you're going into like, I don't know, some big meeting or something and like you happen to be with your significant other and they say, are you mad? And you know that your significant other, like, this is a make or break for them. You're, you're not going to tell them, yes, you're mad at them at this point. Like, really focus on them and what they needed for that moment. Later on, you can tell them. But always think about the moment. I mean, you don't have to be 100% honest in the sense of every single time that, okay, I'm going to be super honest, but then it, like, screws up whatever they have to do for work, right? Or, like, maybe, like, 
Um, okay, here's another great example. Um, I'm thinking of my son. My son has had surgery in the past, right? And maybe I want to look at my significant other and say, um, you know, do you think he's going to be okay? Are you worried? Well, maybe he's worried but doesn't want me to know that he's worried because I don't want to know he's worried. I need somebody. Then why are you asking him? Because I just it's don't called, understand. It's because I'm a woman and this is what we do, okay? It's called assurance. And he is my rock. He's supposed to say, honey, everything will be okay. And no, I'm not worried. Then afterwards. Even if he doesn't feel that way. Absolutely. Because what? We need two crazy people that are crying and hysterical. Who's going to be my rock then? How about you both be the rock? And like you help each other, which requires you both first admitting that you're both scared. Yeah, no, I don't think for those situations it's okay. See, I, I, I want something kind of crazy in a relationship. And I know this is going to sound really insane. I call it communication and honesty. I know. It's totally no, crazy to say that. No, I think you're communicating, but you're also putting the other person's needs first, what's the most important needs first. So the most important thing is to get your wife out the door and on time to the event, not having her cry with her mascara running down her face and not wanting to eat dinner because now she feels like a fat cow. So that's the first thing. One of the things my mom has always said to me about her relationship with my dad, and just so you know out there, my, my parents met when they were 17 or 18. They've been together. They're now 71. They've been together decades and decades and decades. But here, here's the point. My mom once said to me, my dad is, and, and Kristen has met both my parents. They, they teach at the Autism Treatment Center of America. Um, and she, you know, she, so you'll know this. My, my dad is like super, super honest, authentic guy, right? And both my parents are, but my dad, Beyond like, authentic, my dad yeah. kind of prides himself on it. Anyway. No filter. That's no, a better no word. No filter, yes. No, I definitely have more of one than he does. But, but here's the thing. My mom actually said to me, you know, once she said... But by the way, love his dad. I want to make sure you guys know that. He has no filter, but that's what you love about him. Yes. No, that's what makes him... That's what makes him... Him. Yes, that's what makes him who he is. But my mom actually said, you know, the one thing with your father, I'm not saying I always loved everything he did and everything he said, but it's that I always knew where he stood. I may not have always liked where he stood, but I always knew where he stood, and I valued that so much about the relationship. And you know what? Everybody's different, but you're asking me my opinion. I do not want my significant other to tell me that I'm fat. Right? I don't want my significant other to, you know, not be there. And maybe he's worried. But, you know, there is something about being a man. For me, the men that I'm looking for, right? It's not that he's not being honest, but he is being caretaking. And sometimes I need to be managed and caretaked. Wow. Well, then... We're going to have to agree to to disagree disagree and never, ever date. (laughs) Along with the disagree. Um, uh, Okay. So now we are on to a very important and central part of the show, which is the theme of of the show. show. All right. Now, and uh, we have a lot of insight here. Kristen actually has a a lot of good stuff to say here. Uh, We're talking about diet, digestion, and sensory integration. This is a crucial, crucial area for so many of our kids. Um, A lot of our kids have sensory processing challenges. Uh, Even more of our kids, or as many, have diet and digestion issues. Um, So let's let's talk about it. First, maybe we should take this in stages. First, maybe before we discuss solutions, Kristen, I thought maybe you could give us some insight on first starting to spot some critical food issues. Like first starting to see like, Ooh, maybe something's maybe something's up here. Okay, so um, first of all, if you don't have your child on a specific diet, whether that be a gluten-free, casein-free diet, a specific carbohydrate diet, or um, a body ecology diet, or there's some other diets out there as well. A lot of people are doing the paleo diet right now. Um, 
what you want to look for are certain uh, characteristics um, and behaviors that your children may be exhibiting. Some of them could be dark circles under the eyes, red cheeks, red ears, they could have constipation, they could have diarrhea, they could have night waking, they can have hyperactivity, they could be lethargic, they could not have very good sleep, the list goes on and on and on. They could have those little red bumps on their arms. Um, all of those are signs for the most part, not always, because... Frequent stomach aches. Yeah, frequent stomach aches, gas, bloating. Um, all of those are signs for the most part. And again, I want to be sure that this is not a one-size-fits-all, okay? Yeah, and also, just just for legal purposes, we are not doctors. We're not trying to diagnose or treat anything. We're just this giving for you... for educational purposes. Educational purposes, and yes. we're just trying to give you a broad spectrum of, like, yes. things to think about, yes. right? Um, but for a lot of times, when you're looking at any of those symptoms, that's kind of like a red flag of food allergies or food intolerances or food sensitivities. And so if your child is not on a diet, that would be the kind of like the first thing I would look at is go, gosh, you know what? Gluten-free, casein-free diet might be something I want to uh, maybe consider trying. Now, if your child is on a special diet and you're still seeing any of those symptoms, another kind of thought to think about is, okay, red flag, maybe there's something else that I'm giving my child that my child's becoming sensitive to. So um, maybe uh, you're on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, but you're still giving sugar, and you're seeing lots of giggling and laughing and not being able to sleep, and now your child seems to be having um, bedwetting more. That could be a sign of candida, right? So you want to like look at different things like that, um, which is yeast, by the way. So Oftentimes, let me just say something good, because I've, I've, and then you've talked about this a lot, Kristen, is a lot of times we... Um, Someone will try a diet. They'll be a little skeptical. They'll try a diet. Sometimes, by the way, I see parents start gluten-casein-free diet, and the child completely changes, like, very fast. But sometimes they start, like, a gluten-casein-free diet, and they essentially see next to no change. So they'll say, you know what? The diet, the diet doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. Right? But what that only means is that you haven't necessarily found the culprit yet. Yeah, you haven't found the right diet yet. So to basically go back to the drawing board and say, okay, let's do a food journal. And let's write down everything my child's eating every day. And then let's kind of say, okay, maybe I take out sugar for the first thing, right? Maybe then we still don't see a big change. So maybe I take out corn because we start thinking, um, you know, well, first we know corn's not that great for us anyways, right? And it's very hard to digest. Um, then maybe we say, okay, this, let's look at the specific carbohydrate diet. So maybe Maybe we take out potatoes and rice and and a lot of people even before they do the specific carbohydrate diet they do more of a rotation diet so they take away the potatoes and then the rice but then they alternate it right so they rotate it they only allow it maybe a couple times a week and they don't give it on the same days and again that food journal is really going to be able to give you a lot a lot of help because what you want to do is you want to write down what the child ate and you want to write down any and all behaviors, whether that be um, a tantrum, whether that be more language, whether that be eye contact, whether that means that they didn't sleep that well, maybe they slept more, whether it's constipation, diarrhea, maybe they didn't have any bowel movements, maybe they didn't pee enough that day. Any and all things make sense when you're writing it down in the food journal, right? Um, to kind of give you an idea because you might say, gosh, I never really thought about tomatoes. However, I gave him spaghetti sauce on Monday, gave him tomatoes and a sandwich on Tuesday, and then, you know, gosh, he had uh, pizza on Wednesday. What's all three of those things have in common? 
there was tomatoes in all of those meals. But I never really thought of tomatoes because I was thinking just eating a tomato and I thought maybe he only had it once, but sure. actually there was tomatoes throughout the entire process. Um, and so that's why it's important to kind of like look for stuff like that. And not to say that the diet didn't work just because you tried one. As Ron was saying, you gotta find out additional culprits. It's also not like Weight Watchers. It's not like you can go five days on and two days off and save your points and like, okay, I can now have a cheat day. There are no cheat days. And when yeah, I that's so important, guys. And what I mean by that is, would you tell somebody who had a peanut allergy or that were diabetic, would you say, oh? you know what, so awesome, you get to have a cheat day on Saturday. Like, doesn't happen that way. So for these kiddos that are ultra sensitive, and it doesn't mean they're allergic, it means they're ultra sensitive where it actually changes their behavior, the way they think and the way they feel, right? And so we need to really take that seriously. And a lot of times people will say, well, I went to the allergist, the allergist said, don't worry about it. But yet, every single time I give my kid X, Y, and Z, I see hyperactivity. Or every time I see, I, every time I give my child this, you know what? He seems to be having runny diarrhea. Those are huge signs. And honestly, maybe the blood test isn't going to show you everything. So we then at that point, we got to go for mommy's gut. We got to go mommy's intuition. What does that little red flag, you know, say? Or daddy's gut, daddy's intuition. Because um, I don't want to leave the dads out. So that's why diet is like so important. And the foundation is looking at the gluten-free, casein-free diet as literally the step. Now, even saying that, I did last year five gluten-free, allergy-free, um, allergen-free expos, and I spoke at four of them, right? And I met all these people, and they had some great products there for, like, alternatives. However, the one problem I had with a lot of the products was that there was a lot of sugar in the product. They literally took, yes, there's no gluten or casein, but the way they can make that stuff taste so good was because they added a ton and ton and ton of sugar to it. Yeah. And so what you want to do is you want to be really careful when you're looking at the ingredient list. Now, granted, I'm not saying never use those products. I'm saying use them sparingly. Use them as a stepping stone. You know, use them as a special treat. Think about Grandma when she used to cook for you. We never had prepackaged cookies. Grandma made cookies, right? However, it was kind of a special treat if you were able to go to the bakery or get a prepackaged cookie because it was like a special thing. Unfortunately, today we look at the world and we think, what's convenient? What do we have to do to save time, right? Not necessarily money, but save time. And so we go to the prepackaged boxes of muffins and cookies and mixes. And yet, if we would have just taken a little bit more time, we could have bought the same companies are making flowers and things that we can actually home make stuff and then substitute the sugar out of it by using honey or stevia or um, something else, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And and of course, right, there are also a bunch of foods that are not going to violate most diets that you don't have to find the right packaging for. They, they have a really weird name. I think it starts with a B or something, maybe the vegetables. Um, but like there are different fruits that are, I mean foods that are out there that are also like we just don't buy a lot of them in our society right now, but they can be helpful. In addition to, absolutely, there's a lot more gluten and casein free stuff than there was 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. But just be really careful because they can be super loaded with sugar or other kinds of ingredients. And if you're ever worried about, you know, gosh, I don't even know where to find a gluten free, casein free product. By the way, casein is just the protein found in dairy, if you're unaware. Gluten is um, wheat based for the most part, but that's in oats, it's in barley, it's in rye. However, when most of us think of gluten, we're thinking of wheat, right? Um, however, ask yourself this question Have you ever been in the produce and meat department? 
because if you have, congratulations, you've been in the gluten-free, casein-free section for <laughs> yes, the most part, right? right. Um, and so, um, you know, some of us live, you know, in areas where we have great health food stores. And then a lot of us, if we don't live in great areas with health food stores, you know what I've noticed, especially in the Midwest, there's a lot of farmers and they have local kind of boxes that they'll give you for great deals. Yeah. And there's all these great things if you kind of just reach out and look for it, right? Um, and so that's another great alternative. So when you're looking at diets, again, we'll give you some great resources, uh, gluten-free, uh, I'm sorry, gfcfdiet.com, there's pecanbread.com. That's, wait, let me just slow down on that one. That I know it might oh, sound for, strange. For East and West Coast, we say it different. Some people say it pecan bread, others say pecan. pecan yeah, our little northeastern section of the world says pecan, but just so it's clear, she's actually saying the nut pecan, so it's pecan bread. Dot com. Yeah, um, or pecanbread.com pecan if you bread live on the if West. you're more well-spoken. <laughs> and, uh, and, but, yeah, that's a great for the specific carbohydrate diet. Yeah, for the spe- and yeah. with a specific carbohydrate diet, there's different stages and, and things like that. Make sure you're very aware of that. Um, and then bodyecologydiet.com. Also, um, you guys can go to autismhopealliance.org. Um, and if you're listening to this radio show, you've already been on this site, click on the um, actual uh, – there's a – Autism with the Experts Know resource booklet there. Yes, that was Click on great. that. That gives you some great tips on um, different diets out there in a very easy way to read. That's them. free, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's got yeah, you tons can it. of incredibly good articles written by experts in their fields. So that's a great um, way to start. And so when we're looking at diet again, these are just, again, we're just trying to give you a little bit to kind of think about. Um, now taking um, the next step to digestion. Okay, so why is digestion so important? Well, it's kind of like if you have salt, you want pepper. If you have peanut butter, you want jelly. They kind of go together, right? You have diet and digestion. They go together, right? So when you have digestion, you want to look at what your kid is digesting, meaning if they have a bowel movement, do you see the food that they ate still in the poop? That's a big deal. Do you see food particles in their stool? Because if you do, they are most likely, not most likely, they are actually not digesting, right? I have a friend that told me that the child ate a tomato, no joke, and it came out looking like a tomato. (laughs) That is not digestion. Look at corn. You eat corn, and it comes out looking like corn. You're not actually digesting it, right? And so we want to make sure the child's digesting. If your child's a child that gets a lot of bloating and gas and kind of like gets feeling constipated, um, the dark circles again, another huge, huge uh, sign, Um, a lot of little rashes, things like that, those are all signs of not proper, they're not properly digesting. And so what we want to look at for digestion is a couple of things, actually. There's a lot of things that can help. Um, I'm going to name a few. Uh, Prebiotics, um, and you can find prebiotics um, when you meet... um, like a cultured vegetables, which is like a, um, think of like a sauerkraut. It's a fermented food. Bodyecologydiet.com has some great recipes for that. That's a prebiotic, right? Look at probiotics. All of us can get some really good probiotics um, on the market. I happen to like Culturel for kids, um, and you can get that even at uh, Target or um Whole Foods Target seems to have a better price. And just be aware, those are not, obviously the big advertising on television and everything is that those are in dairy or particularly in yogurts, but there are plenty of non-dairy ways to get that. Yes, because cultural, the one for kids, and I want to be very specific, there's a cultural for adults and then there's a cultural for kids. The one for kids is dairy-free, okay? So you want to make sure you're knowing what you're getting with. By the way, there's a lot of great ones out there. Um, I'm just naming a couple. Um, okay, so you have prebiotics, you have probiotics. Um, you have the, the fresher the food is. So I want you to imagine you pick an apple from the tree, right? And you take that apple and you set on the table and you don't touch it. 
Well, if you don't touch it, what happens to it? It decays. It decays or rots. Actually, what it's doing is it's actually digesting itself because Mother Nature gave that apple enough enzyme activity to be able to digest yourself, itself. That's why when we eat the freshest produce we can, a lot of people don't have a lot of issues with that for the most part. Now, our kids a lot of times do, but I'm just saying that's one form of um, dig helping digestion. The fresher the produce, the fresher the, the food is. If you buy frozen food, just know that the enzymes are actually sealed in there, um, the digestive enzymes, so they actually are fresh because typically they freeze food as soon as they get it, so it's very fresh. Um, the other thing is supplemental enzymes, and so a digestive enzyme. Um, I just want to make sure you guys, if you don't know this, I used to work for Enzymatica. It's a, a leading manufacturer for digestive enzymes. Yeah, they're and, great. I actually take, I take, take their enzymes. They're um, wonderful. There's other enzymes out yeah. there. However, I happen to love Enzymatica enzymes because I know they're pure, they're clean, they're high potency. Um, there's a great one that was actually uh, formulated with the autism community in mind called Digest Spectrum. That's a great one. Um, and... Uh, if you actually go to the pamphlet, uh, the Autism What Their Experts Know resource booklet on the website at Autism Hope Alliance, um, I actually write about uh, phenols and digestive enzymes, and I actually write about uh, digest spectrum. So you can read about it there. Um, you can give the enzyme before the meal. That actually helps break down the food. Quick and easy to know what an enzyme is. Think of a, the workers of the body, a little Pac-Man that goes up and breaks up the food for proper digestion, absorption, and it helps the vitamins and nutrients actually be absorbed, absorbed into the body and the brain. Lastly, I'll say about this, what we are what we eat. We are also what we digest, right? So that's a huge thing. Um, quickly, I'll touch very briefly, because um, we're going to be running out of time, about sensory integration. Um, a lot of times people overlook this when they're looking at diet and digestion. Here's a great example of this. A child walking on their toes. They want to tell the child to stop walking on their toes. However, that could be a sign of constipation, right? Um, there's other things. A child putting their stomach on a ball. Um, that could be a sign of the child's having uh, stomach problems. We've seen kids put their stomachs over the edge of a couch. Um, if your child's doing anything that's trying to put pressure on his body, that might be a sign to look for for um a not proper digestion and a, a not proper diet. So that's what you got anything more on the topic? No, that's great. Oh my goodness, can you know what that means? That means, means it's the time. time to go to Kristen's Corner. It's the best corner in, in the, the world. world. Okay, guys, I found seriously the coolest stuff. This is actually pretty cool, I have to admit. It's on BuzzFeed.com, uh, like, like BuzzFeed, right? Um, it's I think house they know what BuzzFeed is. It's like one of the most famous websites in the world, but go on. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. I just think it's really cool. Okay, so household tips that will help you get through your everyday life. Okay, these are pretty cool. And I'm going to try to picture them for, you know, make a paint a picture for you because they're actually illustrated. So that's going to be a little bit harder, but I think you're going to get it still. Okay, they say use a stapler remover. So, you know, the stapler removers that you try to get the staples out uh, to save your fingernails when you're trying to add things to your key ring. So, you know, when you're like trying to pry the key ring and you're like, it always hurts your nail, right? Now you can take one of those staple removers and like use that to pry it and then hold it and then get your key on. I'm sorry, I thought that was really cool. Another another thing you can do is when you know when you have like your wrapping paper and then like you don't use all of it and typically we like either throw it away or it gets put in a closet and it gets wrinkly and we never even can use it again because it's already messed up. They're saying cut open toilet paper rolls. So when you're done with the toilet paper, just cut like one side open so then it like opens kind of like a U, right? And use as a cuff to save your wrapping paper and keep it from unrolling. I thought that was like really, really cool. Okay, this one I thought was really cool too. It says, you know the kids that fall out of the bed? 
and um, you don't sometimes want to have to go buy one of those gates. You know those pool noodles? They're like, they look like a noodle and they come in different colors and they're kind of foamy. Okay, get one of those and you put it on the bed and you put a fitted sheet over it. So like it's actually on the mattress and then the sheet goes over it and it creates like a barrier. And if you saw the picture, it's pretty darn cool, I won't lie. Okay, and then let's see. Oh, I'll give you two more. Okay, you know those like plastic things that like are really hard to open sometimes and like you literally almost kill yourself taking a pair of scissors to try to like... It's like the packaging of the, an item. Yeah, and like yeah. you never understand who actually packaged it because you're like, how did they ever expect me to get this stuff out of it? Okay, they say use a can opener to open blister packs and avoid cutting yourself. Hello, that's so cool. Love it. Okay, and I got... Oh, 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 okay. I got actually two more. Okay. Didn't you just say you had two more? Oh, I did? Okay, I really do have two more. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, to get the build-up residue off your shower head, tie a baggie of vinegar around the shower head, leave it there overnight, and it will clean everything off with no work. That one's awesome. Nice. And then the very last one, um, you know, like, the hose from, like, your vacuum that you can sometimes take off the vacuum so you can just, like, hold as a handheld hose? Put a stocking over it, like a pantyhose, over the end of the vacuum when you're trying to find tiny items like an earring you dropped on the ground. And then it will get sucked up, but then like it won't get in the little tube because the stocking uh, kind of... a barrier. Yes. That is awesome. So that is Kristen's Corner. Kristen's Corner. And I like to always remind you guys to ask yourself, what have you done in your five minutes? All right. Time for a little ranty rant. It's Ron's Rant. Ron's Rant. Ron's Rant. Rant, 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 Rant. Okay. Uh, you know, autism may be increasing, and of course now they're saying uh, up to 1 in 50 are being diagnosed, but I guess that doesn't inspire most pediatricians to get a clue as to how the disorder actually works. I remain completely flabbergasted that large portions of one of the most educated groups of people in our country, medical doctors, remain willfully ignorant about the biology of autism. In many, many cases, Autism is a neurological and gastrointestinal and immunological disorder. Our children can have heavy metal toxicity, digestive dysfunction, fungal and viral infections, and serious deficiencies in minerals such as, for instance, zinc and magnesium. These, here's the thing about these issues. These issues especially are treatable and reversible. Uh, in fact, the most basic, and I would even argue lowest risk place to begin is with dietary intervention, which we've been talking about. This isn't some fringe idea. These biomedical components of autism and their treatments are backed by research conducted by medical doctors on cutting, on the, that, these doctors who are like really on the cutting edge of autism treatment. If you go to any autism conference, as I know many of you do, you'll hear about this throughout. And yet, most parents still face pediatricians who deny these really basic facts. My personal favorite was the doctor who, oh, this was actually you, Kristen, the, uh, was the doctor who told you uh, when Jackson was two-year-old two and he was in excruciating pain from weeks oh, of constipation, yeah, uh -huh. he's holding it in on purpose. Yep. Folks, this just doesn't cut it. Uh, you know, when I was diagnosed with severe autism, in addition to all the whole program my parents set up for me, they actually took a pioneering role and they, they were one of the first people to do dietary intervention, which really helped me. And although they were dismissed, certainly at the time in the early 70s, science has now caught up with our children's physiology. So now it's time for the doctors to catch up with the science. Alrighty then. All right. And that's the end of the show. That is it. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. And if you have any questions or you want to get a hold of us or give a suggestion for a show, 
please email us at ronandkristin at gmail.com, which is R-A-U-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S-T-I-N at gmail.com. Or please visit us on Facebook, you know, Kristen Selby Gonzalez or Ron K. Kaufman. We would love to talk to you. And thanks again, guys, for allowing us to bring hope into your homes. Until next time. Take care, everyone. Bye, guys. You're listening to Autism Approved Radio.